Welcome to the Bring Your Dreams Alive podcast. Are you ready to bring your dreams alive for real? Check out my Bring Your Dreams Alive audio activations as my gift at meetcorymichelle.com forward slash gift. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Bring Your Dreams Alive podcast with me, Corey Michelle. And today I have such a special, amazing, potent, magical, out of this world guest today that I'm so excited to introduce you to. And this guest is somebody I've known for a long time. I've got to witness her journey and really stepping into her magic and creating just this whole reality that is bringing her dreams alive. So I can't wait for you to hear her story. So welcoming Jolie Dawn, who is the creator of the the largest online women's prosperity meditation gathering, the Dare to Prosper Challenge, attended by women from more than 50 countries. Jolie Dawn is an intuitive business coach, writer for Entrepreneur Magazine, and best-selling author of six Amazon books, including the Empowered Women series. Oh, they're such good books too and The Spiritual Journey of Entrepreneurship. Jolie Dunn specializes in helping women discover their Dharma path and monetize a sustainable and thriving business. Welcome to the Bring Your Dreams Alive podcast, Jolie. Thank you, Corey. Such a surreal moment to be here with you. Such a joy. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, it's my pleasure. When I was making my list of people that I wanted to have on the podcast, I was like, Jolie is definitely on the list. So I'm so excited to have this conversation with you to bring forward the sort of the greater conversation of manifesting and creating your life and bring your dreams alive. Sometimes life is pretty crappy, right? And really not fun things happen and things you wouldn't wish on anybody happen. And with your story, I just love how we have this, you coming into your life, some things happened. And then now you're living your life in a way that is so empowered. I just, I'm so excited to ask you some questions about how did you actually bring those dreams alive? How did you get through some of the hard stuff in your life and still stay on track and not get stuck? Like so many people get stuck in these patterns of, oh, these bad things happened. Oh, these things that I didn't want happened and they get stuck. How did you not get stuck and still create, bring your dreams alive? Like that's, I think, what I really want to know today. <laughs> so why don't we start with a little bit about your backstory and these sort of quote bad things that oftentimes are, are massive gifts. Let's start there. Yeah, I, I had a really interesting start to the world. I had two parents that both struggled with mental health issues and addiction. And I always love to give them credit as well. There are lots of beautiful things, a stable home, and both incredibly hard workers. And at the same time, I had a lot of childhood wounds of feeling abandoned. And both of my parents shared a hobby, a pastime of gambling, because we lived out in San Diego where there was a Vegas-like casino nearby. And so I did a lot of self-parenting, a lot of walking myself home from school, a lot of cooking my own meals. And because of this gambling addiction and some other financial choices my parents made. When I was 20 and the 2008 economic collapse was happening in America, it really hit our family hard. And after losing a significant amount of money, my dad made the very permanent decision to take his life. And at 20 years old, I was processing this trauma. 
my dad raised me. My parents were married. It wasn't like he was a distant figure. He was, we were, he and I had a very close relationship. I just felt these depths of abandonment and not feeling good enough to be chosen to stay on the planet. And on the practical side, I inherited a caretaking role for my mother who had a lot of health issues, mental health issues, physical health issues, opiate addiction, alcohol addiction, gambling addiction. And I was basically became primary caretaker for the next nine years. She was alive for nine more years. I remember being in session with you, Corey, and you asking like, what do you want for your life? And I was like, I just want my mom to be happy and I want to buy her a beach house. And I'm like running at success so that she can find joy and happiness. And you challenged me on that. You're like, your creation has to be for you. And then from your excess, you can support your mom. But it just speaks to how much I wanted her freedom and I wanted her to choose life. And I was never able to do that. And I know what the consciousness and the vibration of victim feels like. And it was really easy to be a victim to my reality. Like, why these two people? Why is this so complicated? Why can't there be any sense of normalcy in my life? And I didn't like the way that that consciousness felt. And I'm so grateful to have found a spiritual path young. I would say that my very abrupt, massive, earth-shaking spiritual awakening started happening when I was 21. And I discovered transcendental meditation. I discovered some leadership training. I discovered kind of the right books at the right time. Really just learning, honestly, learning the law of attraction was really profound for me to understand that I'm in a vibrational reality and I'm the source of attracting what comes into my life. And I liked the way that being self-responsible felt. And I liked the freedom and the power that that offered me. So in my life, I've been able to create amazing things and set myself up for a beautiful life where I have incredible mental health. I have a life that I'm truly in love with. I love the creation of my life and it goes in ebbs and flows and I have my moments too. But overall, this creation is exactly the way that I would want it to be. And, and I know there's more in my future, but getting unstuck for me, I had to let go of me being the victim to my reality in my life. That right there, like, that's the doorway. I feel like that's in the Harry Potter movies where they're going to the school and I haven't actually seen all the Harry Potter movies, but they're going to the school, but they have to, they're not going on the train like everybody else. They go find the secret door, right? Getting out of victim mentality to me is like the secret door to another reality, right? So much more is available on the other side of that, on the other side of that. What do you feel like, for you, was there anything that's hard about giving that up or because you were aware that that didn't feel good? Was it an easy transition out of victim mentality? So for me, I will say that it was, it was on the easier side because what I used to do was kind of just like toxic optimism. So I would just put optimism and happiness on top of like really deeply saddened feelings. So I kind of had this like natural propensity to not want to be in the hard vibrations. So I actually had to do a little bit of a pendulum swing in the other direction. So it was, it's so much easier for me to go towards optimism and see the bright side and put the smile on and feel good and just to cover up. So running from victim. I actually had to, interestingly enough, had to feel myself as the victim, had to feel the harder emotions for me to actually get to a sustainable set point. Mm. 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. So what started happening? You started empowering yourself. Mm-hmm. You're reading these books. You're getting all of this other knowledge and information and taking classes and doing all the things. What starts to awaken within you or even what choices did you make that really made a difference on your journey? Okay. So dad passes when I'm 20. I meet an incredible man at 21. Six months later, meet an incredible man who would then become my fiance. And he brought me into a whole world. He showed me entrepreneurship. He brought me to a festival called Awesomeness Fest by Mind Valley. And it was the first time I looked around a room of people and I was like, everybody's making up their careers. This one over here is peaceful parenting. This one over here is Tantra. This one over here is just mindset. And I'd I'd never seen anything like that before. A room of people that had just kind of like made it up. They weren't therapists and they weren't lawyers and they weren't accountants. I had never been exposed to that. So I was exposed to a type of reality creation and creating your own money and creating your own career, which at first was really triggering. I was like, all these people are so egotistical and narcissistic. Like I just judged it so hard. And then it was, I realized it's just because I want that. And I feel like I can't have access to it. And I think that that's what insecurity (laughs) is, is I want that thing. I don't believe I can have it. So I'm going to make you wrong for having it. So there was a lot of that, a lot of the separation. And, but that relationship was so healing for me because he showed me financial abundance and had an incredibly clear relationship with money and we could do anything and go anywhere and experience anything. And did lots of healing work together. And it, it really wasn't until I was 25 when he surprised broke up with me. It ended up being the greatest blessing. He could see that I wasn't ready for the life that he was ready for. He was 12 years my senior and he could see that our timelines were off. And I was just so shocked by that because he was financially supporting me. So at 25, I felt like I was so late to my career. I felt so dumb and humiliated that I had put so much of my safety in life wrapped up in a person. I thought that having a ring on my finger meant that I didn't have to create my own life. And I remember sitting down to my journal and getting into deep prayer and feeling so scared with money, like just a terror that haunted me in nightmares on a regular basis. Like, how am I going to do this? I've just been exposed to a new lifestyle that I don't want to go back from. I want the finer things in life. I want to go to these events. I want to enjoy life at this level. And I'm also broke. I mean, I don't have any money and don't have any resources. It was an incredibly humbling experience, but I knew enough about reality creation. I knew enough about ask and receive to just get on my knees and start asking. So I went to my journal and I listed out all the ways that I was already prosperous. I was like, right now in this moment, I have a place to live. Right now in this moment, I'm fed. Right now in this moment, I have people that love me. I don't know how many more moments I have like this, but right now it's all enough. And spirit, please show me a financial breakthrough. I want to understand how to create for myself. And I kid you not, Corey Michelle, the next day I opened up Facebook, you had sent me a message saying, Hey, Jolie, I have a sold out class. There's actually no space, but I want to offer you a ticket. I just think you need to be there. It's called becoming money. And I remember writing in my journal, Holy shit, this shit, this works. <laughs> like I just got a ticket to this event. So I like showed up early, sat in the front seat. and I knew that spirit had worked through you in that moment to give me the code so I could understand. And I studied you Mm -hmm. like my life depended on it because it felt like it did. And it did in that moment. 
and you introduced the concepts to me around relationship with money. You introduced the energetics of money and you introduced a topic around becoming money. And little did I know that that either of us know in that moment that teaching prosperity and living a life of financial abundance would become a huge part of my life path and what I ended up teaching. And that these wounds, these core wounds that I had around the loss of my dad during economic collapse, all of these, the deepest traumatic experiences of my life were were wrapped around money. And so that was an incredibly healing event. It was a massive catalyst for me. I ended up writing a letter to money every single day for an entire year. And within one year, I had a six-figure business. Within one year, I had a six-figure business. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. Incredible. I actually either didn't remember or didn't know that you had just asked that question right before I had messaged you. Because I remember getting the awareness like, Jolie needs to be here. Like Jolie, like, and that's a lot of how I'm guided. And I, I built my business by following those awarenesses of just saying, hey, I feel like this person needs to be there. And I don't even really know you at all. I had heard of you. And I knew friends that knew friends and things like that. But I was like, I think you need to be here. So I love the question that you asked, because it's a question I know works as well Is show me, show me what a financial breakthrough is, show me what my next step is, show me whatever the heck you want to ask, but show me what that is. That question just creates every single time, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. You remember that event, Corey? Do you remember me being there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Your energy there was so bright. I remember you in in the experience that you remember yourself of being on the edge of your seat in the front row, like taking notes and asking questions. And those are my favorite kind of people to have in, in class anyway, because you're eager and you're hungry. And when you're hungry for that information and that that level of consciousness, like you can just really take it and run with it. And you were just like, okay, let's go, let's go. And I remember you asking that question about your mom, like, or stating what you wanted to create for your mom. And you just wanted her to be happy. I also remember in that moment, delivering the, my response and knowing that if she could just get this part that this creation is for her, then everything that she wants, she'll get to create. And because everybody that creates for other people, because of all of our reasons why we want other people to be happy, it just never works that way. It's when we put ourselves first and then we go, okay, yes, and it just starts to, and then we have overflow, right? It's just amazing how it works. So I'm so glad you shared that. That's fantastic. And writing, I mean, the commitment it takes to write a letter to your business and money like every single day for a year, this dedication. Like dedication. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't play with my writing practice. Writing is a huge part of my life. It's morning. It's in between things. It's night. I write all the time. I don't know if it's the Gemini in me or the fast thinker, but that to me has been my devotional practice. It's not something I even have to think about anymore. It's just coming to my journal is such a daily expression for me. And it's a way that I commune with life and spirit and ask for things and receive things and track success that been a profound practice. I'm currently writing every day to my future partner, manifesting that. So blow your Corey Juju over here because I'm ready for that in my life. All right, here they come. (laughs) Here they come. So I'm curious about your writing practice. Like what sort of, like, what was your perspective about what you were writing to with your business 
and money every day. Mm-hmm. How, what was your lens? So you had introduced the concept of, of building a relationship. And I remember feeling like there is no relationship with me and money. I'm blaming money for the reason why my dad's not on the planet and blaming money for the reason why there's greed. There was just so much built up with in between a harmonious connection with money. And when I started writing, I started a lot of the early conversations were just around like clearing what was in the space. Like, I'm sorry that I blamed you for my dad's death. I'm sorry that I blamed you for all the reasons why I'm so stressed. I don't want to blame you. And I'm here to recreate this relationship. In fact, I just, it's so funny. I wrote this in my journal the other day. Thank you, money, for such a long, committed, sustained, predictable relationship. We are in such a good place. And so what I did in my journal is I started to track and I started to notice. And I really wanted to live this internal vibration of prosperity because I I understood it as an inside job. I understood it as be, do, have. The being state came first. And that was the place where I did not feel accessible to be the frequency of prosperity. I felt so broken. I felt so incapable. I went straight from college right into this relationship. And I had a lot of trust to rebuild with myself. And so I got really nuanced. And I think this is why financial success happened quickly for me is because I was so focused on it. And then I took committed action every single day. And there were times where I was so scared to give a client proposal. And I was doing a lot of consulting work back then. And freelancing and copywriting and all kinds of creative endeavors. And I just remember every time it was time to give a proposal, I would feel sick and just be like, is this, am I worthy? Is this valuable? And the thing about me is I would do it anyway. I would notice those feelings. I would sit with those feelings. I would breathe through those feelings. And that's how progressively over the years, I was able to get more and more and more uncomfortable with my value because I was building my skills at the same time, building my testimonials having a lot of client success around me. I understood how to open up portals of creation and possibility for my clients because I was doing it for myself. So the conversation with money, I felt it as an entity outside of me. And I practiced a state of worthiness. I practiced a state of being. I asked for very specific things from life. And then I would go back and note and celebrate so big every time it came to fruition. And I think life moves so fast. We forget to celebrate the little things and mm. the easiest way to practice a, a sustained and expansive vibration is to be in gratitude. And sometimes we miss the easiest things, but having you as my mentor, Corey, I just remember how much you would practice gratitude for the little things. And I saw that, I saw what that created in a light source inside of somebody. And I, I knew too much about how this reality works that Things can only come into your match when you are a vibrational frequency to it, a vibrational match to that frequency. So I wanted to practice being the best vibrational match I could be. Oh my goodness. I love all of this. If you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, she just said a whole bunch of amazing things. Rewind, go listen to the last like three minutes and listen to that part over and over and over. Get your journal out, write everything down, start building this relationship with money. and. The thing I noticed you said in how you were speaking is being grateful for what hasn't shown up yet, right? It's like acknowledging, I heard you acknowledge, like, I'm sorry, I was blaming you. So that's the release part. But then you were acknowledging the things you wanted in the future, 
as if they've already happened. And I think that's a massive key because then that bridges the gap of like trying to go get it versus vibrationally bringing that into your experience so that it starts showing up. Yeah. So I just wanted to highlight that element because that's so important. All right. Now tell me about your, the current version of your business. Cause I know you're, you started this amazing challenge called dare to prosper that has helped thousands of women around the world and in 50 countries, which is just so amazing that you and your energy and this work is literally wrapped around the world. I'm so happy about that. I would like to know how did the dream to prosper happen? Like, where'd you get the idea for it? Yeah. So it's called the Dare to Prosper Challenge. And it came... Oh, Dare to Prosper. Close enough. <laughs> You're dreaming too. I started working with an underground mentor six years, about six or seven years ago. And he taught me hypnosis and feeling how much it shifted in my life and the mastery over my emotions. Like this is where I got to next level Jedi training and just learning how to create on command. So I experienced so much healing through his hypnosis and he had very special ways. And so he trained me and I was a part of his first facilitation cohort. And I started to understand how powerful it is when the body can relax, we go into the unconscious mind. And when you're guiding somebody to have an experience for themselves, a firsthand experience. So I used some of the tools that I'd learned in his methodology and spirit really put on my heart this vision. I was getting a massage one day and I saw the whole challenge. It's the psychic metaphor of a prosperity garden and going into the garden and pulling out the weeds and tending to the soil and planting the seeds and being able to see things and create in the ethereal realm. And just the practice of creating inside the imagination is where things happen on the energetic level before they happen on the physical level. And I knew that I wanted to open up a healing experience for people to have breakthroughs with their relationship with money, where spirit could just do the thing that spirit does, which is miracles. And it started as, could we do 10 days in a row of going into the psychic field, healing, you know, I take women back into mother's womb. What was the first vibration that she picked up around money, which was how was mom feeling supported when she got pregnant? We go into the generational lineage. We go into future lineage. We go into all these really deep and not so commonly treaded psychic spaces in order to have profound healing and firsthand awarenesses. That's what I really wanted to create, which so many of my mentors created for me was firsthand awarenesses where I got the aha moment. I got the healing. I could see the future for myself. So over 10 days, that was, there's no other specific reason over 10 days other than that was kind of what I was shown was 10 days of healing, two weeks, five days in a row. I don't work on the weekends. We're taking the weekend off. So it's 10 days. And it's just grown to be such a happening, Corey. I just, I'm having such a moment right now where my mentor gets to hear what I'm up to because so much of your vibration is rooted in Dare to Prosper because you were a part of the catalyst for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my business last year did three, fourths a million in in top line revenue. I was going for a million and I feel really patient because I know that'll happen for me in due time. But just that kind of money is life-changing. It's to have that kind of freedom, to be able to buy myself a home, to be able to take myself anywhere that I want to go in the world, I get to go. Anything that I want to experience, I don't have to say no because of money. That is a massive privilege of a way to live. It was something that I had glimpses of as a possibility many, many, many years ago that I believed in before it happened. I just got chills. I believed in this life. I practiced feeling worthy of this life. 
I visualized myself having a my affirmation for so many years was my calendar is full of soul aligned clients. My calendar is full. I just visualized my calendar being full. And then I quickly had to change my affirmation. Like it's not about my calendar being full anymore. It's about now me having free time and leveraging my time. So sometimes you have to upgrade your affirmations, you outgrow them and people feel the vibration. I think that that's the beauty of this industry coaching facilitation, mentorship is that it's a vibrational exchange. You've practiced a vibration. You're holding that vibrational reality and people want access to that. And it's just such a good feeling to know that all of the internal practice, because it started with me first, all of the internal practice gets to live through the Dare to Prosper challenge. And the miracles that happen inside there are just unbelievable. This woman came in and she said, I want to have a breakthrough in my student loans, owing $60,000 is not, I'm not willing to have that hang over my head. So I need a plan to pay this down. I need a plan to make that money. I want that money off. And she opened on day 10 of the Dare to Prosper Challenge, got an email out of nowhere saying that her student loans have been cleared. (laughs) No real reason, no real explanation, just that her account had been cleared of $60,000. And that's just one example, because once we start to go into the field like this and we ask specifically, you open into that realm of magic and miracles. And it's, it's phenomenal to get to witness. That is, I love those nonlinear creations. Nobody can explain it. That's the magic. Those are the things and they don't always happen. You can't predict them. But when you start getting aligned to, yes, this is going to, I'm going in this direction, this is going to be paid off. And then so much of the time, these other magical things show up to take care of it. And you didn't even have to do the work that you thought you were going to have to do. (laughs) Those are my favorite when those show up. It's so great. But being aligned, because what you're talking about is alignment from the inside out, the be no or be do have, right? Be have do? Is it be do have or be have do? Be do have. Mm -hmm. Be do have, okay? From the inside out right? And cultivating that ethereal, energetic space so that all the vibrations and all the energy is just as real as what we experience in our life, right? And there's so much science and evidence to back that, that why wouldn't we put our time and energy into cultivating our energetic reality, right? (laughs) So that the rest of the reality can come into actualization that come into your real life. I freaking love this so much. Okay. Mm. So the dare to prosper challenge. Okay. So women are coming through this. You're having miracles, breakthroughs. The women are, you are, and you're hitting your best year yet. You're having freedom. You're having all this stuff. What behind the scenes, like for you, it's been five years. Is that right? For the dare to prosper challenge? Five years. Mm-hmm. Five years. Okay. So five years. One of the things you just said, which I think is so essential, is that your beginning affirmations, you grew out of them. I would love to hear any other sort of mindset or energetic shifts you had to make as you were growing this challenge to get it to the point where you're going to be hitting your million dollar target very soon. I love this question. And the Dare to Prosper challenge and the work that I do has called me to live in such congruence Mm -hmm. 
And it is, it is the most incredible way to remain in authenticity to myself. And I'm in a constant examination of what is prosperity to me. And it's changing all the time because I first prosperity to me meant being able to financially support for myself. That was first. I need my physical needs to be met. I need a home that I love living in. I need organic food. I need to be able to go where I need to go. So that to me was like the baseline. And it's like the basics Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Are my physiological needs taken care of? Am I eating and sleeping somewhere safe? And once I started to graduate from those and I'm like, oh, I have a bank account with a year's worth of my mortgage and don't have to think about whether I'm going to have a place to live or not. Wow, that is a huge psychic freedom. Now, what is true prosperity to me? So I'm in this, this constant evolution. And I think one of my most recent tests was the pandemic going down. And the first time I saw the R word on social media, what my body went through when somebody's like, here comes a recession. Woo! I didn't even know how triggering that word was until I saw it for the first time and what kind of trauma I had stored in my body around the 2008 recession. And I got to be in such a deep examination of what was prosperity to me and am I safe? And I went through all of the fears. Are people going to stop investing? Are people going to stop doing the coaching that I offer? Are people going to be more price sensitive? And I had genuine thoughts that were like, I've had a real lucky streak in entrepreneurship and it's over now. The difference about being in a devotional practice of prosperity and then being triggered in scarcity is I can catch those things and I can see them and not embody them and not take them as mine and start to understand what's my belief system and what's the belief system of the collective. Because there's been so much fear pumped. There's been so much scarcity Mm -hmm. pumped. And there is something really incredible about creating your reality as a consciousness bubble and living within that bubble. So I saw these fears coming up and I asked myself this question, like, what good am I to myself and to the world if I'm living in this fear frequency? I know too much about the fear frequency. I know how destructive it is and distracting it is. How much mental bandwidth it eats up. The conversation of scarcity is just, it's consuming. And I got real quiet and I actually was forced to get real quiet because I got really sick at the beginning of COVID and it wasn't COVID, but I had a double ear infection and a double eye infection and a sinus infection. So like every sense of my body was taken out. And that's the, that's to me, the power of emotional triggers was like, I didn't want to hear it and I didn't want to see it and I didn't want to experience it. So like, just take this whole being out of the game. So I kind of went under two weeks off work. And I asked myself some really deep questions of, of how am I going to show up as a leader for this? That this is light worker season, y'all. How am I going to be? I was a stand for prosperity when times were good. But now when, when times are trying out there, Jolie just goes and hides and she retires from her business and she's so stuck in her own scarcity story. She can't lead anymore. And I was like, oh, hell no. No, I'm so much stronger than that. It's going to take a lot more than that to take me down. And so I just got right into service and I started having conversations around prosperity and being around people that wanted to talk about prosperity. And so the practice for me during the early pandemic days was just to be sustained in my belief system that there's enough for everyone on the planet, that there's enough wealth in the marketplace and not subscribing to the fear. 
So that was a practice big time, big time where I had to recalibrate to like, what do I truly believe here? And now looking back, I'm so grateful. My business two and a half X in COVID had a two and a half X growth year from 2020 to 2021, which was massive for me because I was willing to take care of myself, to take care of my vibration, to show up and serve even when I was scared because it's not the absence of fear. Leadership is not the absence of fear. It's knowing when to turn on the bravery and courage to meet fear head on. And that's what I did in those days. Mm, Oh my gosh. So much goodness in all of that. I took a few notes here that taking care of your vibration, number one, taking care of your vibration, right? And the other thing you said, which is I am 100% all in this actual knowing is that you can buy into the collective, whatever the collective is talking about, the fear, the drama, the trauma, all the things, or you can actually live in your own reality. And you called it a bubble. I love that because we do, we either, we either go with the, I call it the matrix, right? It's a control matrix with things that have our minds controlled, focused on these lower vibrations, these things that we don't want to happen. Why do we think they're promoting so much of the R word? It's because they want everybody to be thinking about it. So that when they think about it, they create it. So we go, oh, I'm going to follow Jolie's lead and say, I'm not going to buy into that. I'm going to do my own work, take care of my vibration. Gives me chills. This is such, oh, this is such goodness. And create my own reality, right? And then show other people the way to create their own realities. Like it's, we don't have to live inside of this, this predetermined reality that's being projected. Like when we know how to create our own reality and maintain our own vibration and our own perspectives and know how to get out of it and know that it's, it's not something we have to continue to manifest that reality for ourselves. So I think I just want to reiterate that because it's so powerful when we lock that into our consciousness and really get that. And then we're really sovereign. We're really free of whatever's going on over there so that all sorts of other magical things can show up within our own perspective and cultivating that from what you're talking about, from your awareness, from you know what some might call your imagination, your vision, but also you talk about your dharma, right? It's like what you're meant to, the life you're meant to live is not the one everybody else is living. Right? It's the one that's available to you in your own consciousness and your own vibration. So thank you so for so eloquently uh, speaking to that. It's freaking brilliant. So Jolie, I'm sure people are like, how do I get in touch with Jolie? How do I get to be a part of this dare to prosper challenge? I need this in my life. Tell us a little bit about the challenge and how they can jump in and get involved. Mm-hmm. Well, Corey will put the link for you to join the Dare to Prosper Challenge. We, ha- we do it live every year. So you can check the dates of when it's live. And it's also available all year long as a recording. So if, if we're in the live, you get to jump in live. And it's still incredibly potent if it's a recordings bundle. And just like Corey said, there's so much science now. We have a just endless amounts of science around how our thoughts are creating our reality. It's no secret. I know they're very smart listeners here. Our thoughts are creating. And so often we are unconsciously creating scarcity because we are thinking about scarcity and the not enoughness a lot. 
So like the R word of recession, when a bunch of people are thinking about it and co-creating that, we are actually creating a reality together. So I speak to the people, speak to the light workers, the people that want to do life differently, the rebels, the fringe optimists who want to practice a strong internal game of prosperity and people who know that that's the first place to start. I am the source of my own prosperity. I practice it as an internal vibration. That's the being. The doing is taking aligned action to create my life because a three-fourths of a million-dollar business doesn't happen accidentally. There's a lot of action involved in that. And then the having. We oftentimes think that having the thing, having the bank account, having the business will give us the feeling, but it's the other way around. It's the feeling that gives us the having. So we practice the havingness first and we're grateful and we celebrate all of the things coming to us and we believe in the things coming to us before they manifest in the 3D. That is the secret hack of manifestation because then it aligns you to your deserving and your feeling of worthiness. So it's a 10-day practice to go into the psychic field to heal, to pull out all of the density, the resistance, the heaviness of what is no longer serving in scarcity to have a whole upgraded reality of prosperity. I love all of that. So if you feel called to join and take the challenge, the Dare to Prosper Challenge, and challenge yourself to really shift your whole consciousness and align yourself with this prosperity that is available to you, then check out the link in our captions here and join Jolie. And I'm 100% sure that you're going to have a massive breakthrough just by joining this 10-day challenge. So, oh, I'm so excited for everybody, Jolie. Jolie, this has been amazing. You have dropped so many truth bombs right in just your natural way of speaking. I love that that's just who you be and your contribution to the world and so many people stepping into their own reality, creating their own prosperity in all the ways that's available to people. Thank you so much for being on the Bring Your Dreams Alive podcast today. Thank you, Corey. Thank you for listening to this episode of Bring Your Dreams Alive. Now, if you're someone who would like to turn your desires into reality, to know how to create anything at any time, to have energetic self-mastery, to tap into your 5D consciousness and bring those dreams alive, check out my latest webinar where I share all the secrets on how to shift your mindset and your consciousness so that you can confidently bring your dreams alive, even if you've been feeling stuck or blocked. Check it out today at meetcoreymichelle.com forward slash webinar.